They're coming to town September 14th at the Knitting Factory Concert House. That is Bush. The song is called Swallowed on 100.3. The X Rocks. Lead singer of that band is Gavin Rossdale, and he is on the phone with us right now this morning. Gavin, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? We're great. Thank you so much for getting up uh, stupid early for being on a goofy radio show. We appreciate <coughs> it, man. No problem. <laughs> it's the nature of the beast. <laughs> that it is. So I, I guess the first question, uh, you guys are, are coming to town on September 14th. We're really excited that, that you're bringing the band back. And, and what made you decide now was the time to get the band back together? Um, you know, I've been trying to do it for some time, and I try to avoid doing a, a, a solo career by by enticing the guys back in to, to make records, but they didn't want to at that point. And then I began to write songs for this record now, Sea of Memories, and I was figuring that I was like, these songs are going so well. What's the weakest link here? Oh, yeah, my name. <laughs> Let's do the band. You know, no one cares. Do the band. So I just decided to go for it and, and do the band and see who would join me and who would who wasn't joining me and just take it from there. I figured that Robert Smith could do the cure with a with a slightly changing, you know, crew of of characters with him. And I, I just felt that I was entitled to do the same, you know, because I had really kind of waited patiently at the gate for, for, for my my perfect reunion, and uh, it didn't seem to be happening. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this no matter what. So that's how that came about. Simple as that. You've kept, uh, you've kept your hand in music uh, for a while, but uh, you know the, the different landscape today. H- how has it changed in your, in your eye as far as music is concerned, and, and the way the industry work, works from, from where you began and how you got here now? Well, you know, just clearly, what happens now is, is, is that there isn't the same degree of success obviously radio is still really central to, to to bands and to getting the word out there and getting people to the shows so that hasn't changed so much but but you know obviously the the end of um mtv you know as far as music um is concerned and um in a way the, the way that life is really fragmented now you know you when you had a hit record before you'd sort of feel it in a general culture now Everyone is so busy and so preoccupied with their little niche, their world, that, that unless you touch their world, it doesn't really seem to resonate in the same way. But I still think that it's um, an incredible time for music, and, and uh, I think that the Internet has been quite brilliant in, in the sense of it's just freeing everyone up from realizing that you don't have to use these, these, uh, these major labels. They're not really they're not doing anything, and they're like lost clambering dinosaurs trying to sort of, you know, breathe oxygen in water, you know, it's just, it's just, they're just not where it's at. So I think it's a kind of a good pioneering maverick time. And, um, and uh, as ever, you know, good music will win. You know, you talked a little bit about the ADD of today's kind of music listener. You have to kind of make sure you grab their attention. Has that changed your songwriting style at all? I mean, you know, even back with uh, with Institute and your solo record, and now with New Bush stuff, have you kind of had to take that into account when you're when you're writing new stuff? No, not so much. I mean, you know, you, you obviously you know like the famous adage, you know, two types of music, good and bad. So we just try and keeping it good. Um, I don't think it, uh, I don't feel that people's attention span has necessarily. They've always it's always been a, a deathly short attention <laughs> span for most people. But it's just uh, people have different places they can put their interests and different places they can investigate things. 
not so much the kind of the composition of things, but just always, well, you're always trying to get better at stuff, right? I mean, oh, geez, we'd all suck if we didn't try and improve. <laughs> Anyone who thinks they're perfect and, and uh, you know I mean, complete is like, you might as well like, we have a seat and we'll see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And of course, you know, you've, uh, you've been working hard and uh, you're back at her on the road now. You're getting ready to kick off another tour here with the guys in Bush. How is the, uh, the live performance coming along? Is it nice to kind of get back in that mode again? Yeah, it's fantastic, you know, and it's really great. I mean, throughout Institute and uh, on the solo stuff, I, I was, I had to play, um, I wanted to play Bush stuff because I was figuring that why would I not play Bush stuff when that's the 93% of the reason that people would come there to the shows. And um, so what's been really good is to just do it like as Bush the whole way and, and not, not have any other sort of moments in the show. And um, it just feels really complete, you know. I mean, when I was, the, you know, I mean, I was really proud of the Institute record. I think it's a real strong record, and the solo record, you know, yielded that sort of monster hit. But it was never, it's never as complete as doing uh, the, the Bush, uh, the Bush world. It's just that to me is just like being home and being myself and just being, you know, no one, no one's saying anything else. Oh man, what are you going to do? No one said to me yet. Hey, what are you going to do? You sold another solo record. <laughs> <laughs> When I do a solo record, people are like, that's cool. When are you doing a Bush record? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I get it. I get uh, it. Good stuff. And not, not only that, but you've also been uh, keeping busy doing some acting stuff popping up here and there. Is that something that, that you want to continue doing, or is it a little bit more of a hobby for you? Well, you know, I mean, I just always liked that thing about Tom Waits that you'd be like watching a movie, be like, what the hell? Tom Waits? <laughs> What's he doing there? I sort of like that element of surprise, and, and, and I found that, you know, I like it. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I love the whole craft of acting. But I tell you, again, I, I've done like four movies and a couple of TV things. Everything I've worked on, all the grips and the electricians, whatever, the, the cast builders are like, uh, they're, they're like, uh, hey, man, cool. hey, where's the band getting back together? <laughs> Wait, hey, dude, where's the band getting back together? It's like the whole, my whole life. So I was like, um, so I feel a bit guilty when I'm acting for too long. But I, I, I really love the, you know, I watch as much move, as many movies as I listen to music. My whole life, I love I love movies and great actors, and so um, it's just it was just been really interesting and fun and challenging and creative to try that. And for me, it's a bit of a relief to do something that I doesn't start with a blank bit of paper. You know, what I mean, someone else thought of it, and I have to interpret that. Whereas in Bush, apart from covers, it starts with silence. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's a different thing. Like I love doing that, and there's nothing more that I like than ruining silence. But um, it's, it, 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 there's something special about reinterpreting someone else's first words. It's a lot easier to edit something or what someone's done than it is to, to create from nothing. Did, did you have fun playing Dante in Criminal Minds? It's one of my favorite episodes. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I did. And um, that, guy, that guy, John Badham, he did Saturday Night Fever, you know. Oh really? Directed it. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so he, yeah, it was good fun. It was good, good fun. Really good people, and you know, people are really generous towards me when I did that one, and and also the burn notice. I just, you know, it's very um, like if you have low expectations of people, like I do. Um, I have low, low expectations of everything and everyone, so therefore, when they're cool, it's like a real good bonus, and when they're jerks, I go, see, I knew it. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe it's the English thing, but they were so gracious on both the TV shows I've done and, um, you know, welcoming. Because, you know, when you go and work on a long-standing TV show, it's a bit awkward because, you know what I mean, these guys see each other every day for 10 months. 
they got their in jokes, they got their connections, and you know, you're just like the the hired gun for that sort of episode. So sometimes it can be hard, you know, to, to integrate and to, uh, to to get involved. But I was made to feel super welcome, so it's cool. You know, when we talk about having Gavin Rossdale on our show in the morning, you can almost hear the women of Boise just kind of collective let out a, a sigh of air because they're very, very enamored by you. And not a lot of people here in Idaho that want to see uh, Big J and I with our shirts off. So what's it like to actually be a sex symbol, man? Yeah, you know, it's it's something so you how could you couldn't spend a minute thinking about it. You know what I mean, it's like you just uh, do your thing. I mean, it's it's, it's like a compliment. Someone, you know, do you know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, hey. Um, how do you? I don't know how to explain it, but it just seems weird to, to kind of dwell on it or overthink about it. It's like a, it's like a, you say that to me. It's like a hot potato. You give it to me, and I have to drop it. You know, I can't. I can't look at it, save it, hold it up to light. Go, what a potato! You know what I mean? I just go, oh great, thanks. You know, it's just, I don't know. You're a better man than I, then, because I would savor it like, you, like you, some sort of steak. You'd hold that potato. You'd burn oh. your hands. I don't care. My hands are burning. They're on fire. Yeah, I don't absolutely. care. Look at this potato. Permanently scarred. It wouldn't bother me oh. yeah. anyway any at all. But uh, obviously, we we appreciate. Appreciate the time. We're looking forward to uh, to hearing the record in its entirety. It actually comes out the day before your show here in Boise, September 14th. I know and it's going to be a real heavy night of cramming for you guys, so you know all the songs. <laughs> That's right. It'll, it'll be tough, but we'll make it happen, man. We'll make yeah, it happen. Be, I'm, I'm devising a really interesting multiple choice to do with, and it's going to be it's going to be connected to to to, uh, to clothes and removal of clothes <laughs> in a public uh, situation. Perfect. Ending not in complete full frontal nudity because there's potential families involved, but at the same time something. Uh, that could reveal your six-pack or even your eight-pack or perhaps your two-pack or perhaps your one-pack. <laughs> or or a, uh, uh, a keg. Yeah, Actually. that's what we're looking at a little bit more. You've got a keg under your shirt. Cool. <laughs> it's not pretty, but we appreciate it, man. We're looking forward to seeing you come through uh, in September, and uh, thank you for the time this morning, Gavin. We appreciate guys. it, man. Have a great day. All right, take care. Bye.